gone through the book of Daniel. We've gone through chapters one to four and then chapter six as well. We've seen how God is faithful to his people and then how his faithful people in Daniel responded to that. Um, but what I want to ask sort of now in this video is how do we respond to all of this? So all this is just extra information if we don't actually respond to it, if we don't take time and think about it and then think of what we kind of do with it. It's not stuff that's good for a good, you know, Bible round and a table quiz. That's what it could just end up as. Um, <laughs> So what do we actually do with all this information now that we have it? How, how do we respond to it? It's a great question and I think it's, it's something we need to keep in mind every time we read the Bible. It's not just there, as you say, to enhance our knowledge. Uh, it's there so that we might grow an appreciation for who God is and then respond to that. And sometimes I think the temptation is obviously just to walk away and think that was a great week or great stories or yeah, I know more about the Bible. But we do need to spend time, I think, just thinking it through and really wrestling with what it means for us. I think. You can do that on a number of levels. On one level, the theme faithful has so many ramifications for us. And I think it's good for us just to sit back and to think, okay, in what ways has God been faithful to me? And then I suppose in response to that, kind of acknowledge, okay, what does my faithfulness look like to him in response to his faithfulness to me? Where do I maybe struggle to be faithful to God? Where do I need to count the cost to be faithful to God? Where might I anticipate this happening in the future? Thinking about maybe if you're going to university for the first time or you know, you've got a new friend and you maybe feel compromised in a few areas. I think it's really helpful to think through that theme of faithfulness, how God's been faithful to me and how might I be faithful to him in return, where have I failed in that area? And then I think confess that before the Lord as well and say, God, I, I messed up. I'm, I'm not good enough to do this and I've let you down many times before and I will do in the future. But then be thankful that, that the book of Daniel does ultimately point to Jesus and, and he is the one who takes your place. And I think before we even get to the kind of, okay, this is what I should do, I think there's a, a process of just reflecting on what the text says and what it points to and just allowing our, our hearts to be won by that. Because I think we automatically want to go to habit change. And I think the step before that is probably heart change and just allowing your heart to be overwhelmed with God's faithfulness, God's sovereignty and his sending of his Messiah, Jesus Christ. And then I think from that, we probably, after you get to that stage, start thinking a bit more specifically about the habits that we want to change. I know one maybe that you want to unpack is about prayer and how the effect of prayer impacts us in Daniel. I don't know if you've anything about that you'd like to say. Prayer is often something that I can set aside whenever like I finished reading my Bible, say, and I'm doing it before I go to bed. I'm thinking, right, I'm tired. I'm up for work in the morning, so I'm just going to sleep and not really pray, not really do anything. And kind of what we talked about earlier, it's just extra information. Now I just know what that passage says, mm. but it hasn't impacted me in any way. It hasn't changed my heart. Um, but I think a really good habit to get into is a habit of prayer, is mm -hmm. a really good routine of prayer, not in some sort of religious box tick, but mm -hmm. we read God's word and we pray and ask that the Spirit changes us. We ask that the Holy Spirit speaks to us through it. Yeah. Um, one thing there's a guy, Ian Duguid, pointed out um, in a book that he wrote about Daniel. He says, what's interesting in Daniel 6 is even though Daniel's life is in danger, the first thing he does is pray. What's amazing is that this terrible news, it didn't make him pray, but more that it didn't break his daily rhythm of mm -hmm. prayer. If something goes wrong in our life and, and we think that God's kind of abandoned us, we usually want to try and fix it ourselves. Mm -hmm. We usually want to try and rectify the situation, try our hardest to get out of it, mm -hmm. work harder, study harder, um, make this relationship better again with people where relationships mm -hmm. are failing. We can try really hard and be really nice to them and, and be really intentional. I think that's really good but almost set prayer to the side yeah. and think that that's not important right now. What's important is I fix this first and then I'll pray. Yeah. Whereas this kind of example in Daniel actually shows us 
that prayer, a routine of prayer, a habit of prayer, actually then shapes how we respond to everything else yeah. that happens in life. You see that woven the whole way through, Daniel, don't you? Because I think mm -hmm. in our lives, we always think you know, the, the busier we are or the, the bigger the crisis, the less we pray. Because as you said, we just have that mindset, I need to fix this myself. Mm -hmm. But another example that stands out to my mind is in chapter two, where obviously King Nebuchadnezzar is forcing people to try and interpret his dream. And Daniel finally has the dream interpreted for him by God. And you kind of think Daniel will be rubbing his hands, can't wait to tell King Nebuchadnezzar the interpretation. But actually, the, the first thing he does is to run to God in prayer again. And even, you know, in the busiest times, in the times of greatest crisis, that, it's just modeled for us so well, isn't it? That idea of, of continually going to the Lord in, in prayer and continually bringing it before him and also thanking him whenever things are answered and things go well. Yeah. So what, what, is that in, or what does it then actually look like for us to respond in prayer? Mm. Like, as we've kind of touched on, like before we do anything, we pray. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that you probably agree with me. Prayer isn't always easy. No. Like, it sometimes feels like we're just either talking to a bedroom wall or yeah. looking up at the sky to no one who's immediately there, just kind of speaking, talking to ourselves, thinking yeah. we're going a wee bit mad and no one's really listening. Yeah. But prayer works. Prayer is effective. Prayer is a so privilege right. that we're invited to enjoy by God yeah. through Scripture. Um, yeah. So how do we actually respond in prayer? What does that look like? What might that be for people that don't know how to pray as well? Yeah. It's a great question, and it's, it's, I suppose in many ways it is like a conversation. So in prayer, we're, I suppose, continuing a conversation that God has started through his word. He, he speaks to us through his word. Hopefully, as you've listened to the talks, you've maybe felt God speak to you through his word. And we don't have to make it all mystical. I think sometimes we do feel like it's very mystical. and we, It's quite we, zany. It's yeah, quite yeah. otherworldly. And, and we kind yeah. of think of maybe other religions, and we maybe borrow too much from other religions when we think about what prayer is. But it's just continuing that conversation that God has started through his word. And so just think about maybe ways in which God has spoken to you through Daniel, maybe things that you felt within your heart, and just start talking to God. Um, it might seem weird the first time you do it, first couple of times you do it, but it's a real comfort to know that God hears our prayers. And I think if, if we take anything from Daniel on the model of his prayer life, it's that God hears his prayers. And so I think it's a habit that we would do well to get into and, and pray God's words back to him in a sense. We are continuing the conversation that God has started through his word. And so talk to him about the things that he's written. And I think quite often what you'll discover is you'll be amazed as to how your heart is changed as you pray and you'll be amazed how your desires and your mindset has changed as you pray. So it's not just like this magic eight ball that we kind of rub for God to do for us what we want him to do, but it's actually a means of us growing on our relationship with God and him changing us as we have a conversation with him. Yeah. And it's, it's almost a wee bit like you kind of touched on it by saying God hears our prayers. Mm. But God answers them as well. Absolutely. It's not just sort of he hears them and go, great, thanks for praying. Really appreciate yeah. that extra tick beside your name. Yeah. But he actively answers them in a way that's best for us. He does it in a way that glorifies him, yeah. which is obviously our good. Yeah. Um, like we can think of so many examples in our life. I'm sure whenever you look back, if you're a Christian, mm. thinking, I was such a horrible time. Yeah. That was a horrendous time. I would never want to go through that again. But then we can look and see how God was really faithful in answering prayer, how God yeah. was really faithful in protecting, preserving, and bringing you to the point now where you mm. know him more, you love him more, and you want to keep getting to know him and want to keep getting to love him. We've obviously seen Daniel praying three times a day. For you, is it this rigid thing that you have at certain times of the day, or is it like a, a spontaneous yeah. throughout moments of your day? What, what does prayer look like to it, you? it can kind of take a bit of both forms, really. Um, sometimes I, I can struggle to pray. Like I can, as I was saying, I can read my Bible mm. and I can think, or I'm tired now, or I can do it in the morning and think, oh, flipping late for work. Yeah. And it'll kind of take a back, be put in the back burner, take a back seat sort of thing. Um, I really want to build a better habit of prayer mm. 
mostly it would be around my day sort of thing, like as yeah. I'm praying, like in the car to work, in the car going off to wherever it would have been. But I actually do find it's one of those things I know it's most beneficial and I feel that it's most beneficial for me after mm. I read. Yeah. After I read, before I read God's word as well, mm. I pray and ask that God speak to me because there's no difference to me reading the Bible and just reading a normal book. If I haven't prayed beforehand, I need to ask God to speak to me to reveal the goodness of who he is to me as I read his word in a way that I'll never see because of the sin in my heart. I ask that God actually shows me his grace, his mercy, shows me his son through the Holy Spirit working on me Mm. and to transform me through that. Mm. And then it's the prayer and response that I can kind of forget about, but is just as, if not more important as well, because that is where the change happens. I think there's nothing better than seeing your prayers answered or seeing a response to your prayer. It might not be a big, massive response, but just in small ways, yeah. it, nothing does your heart good like it. Yeah. Can you think of any times that God has particularly answered prayer in your life? Yeah, or even, even just quite, quite recently. One that stood out to me, I remember being, <clears throat> I had lost contact with a friend, just a, like a non-Christian friend who I hadn't spoke to in a long time. And I remember just reading the Bible and being quite burdened and a, and a bit convicted that I'd kind of lost touch with this person. I remember just praying, thinking I'd love, I'd love that to be restored. And I suppose we don't just pray, but we follow up our prayers. And so my plan was then to get in contact with that person. But before I could even do that, they'd contacted me. And it was just a really great moment of being reminded that God does hear our prayers and God does listen to our prayers. And God will always answer our prayers. He might not give us the answer that we want, but on certain occasions, uh, he does. And uh, I think that's a real comfort to know. So now that we've thought about responding in prayer, um, I mean, why bother? Mm. What difference does it make? Yeah, we thought about heart transformation for ourselves, but how would responding in prayer to God's word, how does praying almost shape our view of the world that we're living in? How does it help us make sense almost of the pretty confusing times that, that we do live in? Mm. Yeah, I think, I think when you read the book of Daniel, I think that one of the things that's amazing about prayer is that on the one hand, you've got this God who's totally sovereign and he's literally ruling over all the nations. He's in control even of King Nebuchadnezzar, the most powerful guy in the world. Um, but that's the same God who's, who's on the one hand holding all those things together and bringing them into being. He's the same God who little Daniel is able to have this intimate conversation with. And I think that's motivation for me to pray and that's a reason and an incentive for me to pray is that all the crazy things that are going on in the world right now, the God who's actually behind all of it and is able to orchestrate all of it and all of it's happening only according to his divine purposes, that's the God that I get to have a conversation with. And I think that's really, really brilliant. I think it's amazing. What a a thought to think that uh, whatever you're burdened about, whether it's a really small issue in your life or whether it's a really global issue in our world, the God that you get to pray to is the actual God who is in control of all those things. Um, And so what a peace that 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 brings as we pray that we've got the peace of knowing that the God who is our King and is our Lord isn't just that on a personal level, but he's also the King and Lord on a global level. And I think that just brings a real peace. And I think, as we maybe touched on before, it, it leads to heart transformation, that as we pray, God aligns our wills with his. And I think that that, that helps us as we walk in obedience. You know, you, you can't live out the teaching of the scripture. You can, you can read the book of Daniel and think, oh, here's what I should do. But you're never going to do it unless you've got an active prayer life and a vibrant prayer life and that you're in communion with this God. And um, that's the only means through which you're going to be able to obey the commands of Scripture. Otherwise, it'll just feel like an impossible, difficult, just heart-wrenching task and um, kind of fulfill impossible commands. Uh, so I think prayer is really helpful for all of those things.